we are much more productive, effective, happy, healthy, joyful when we prioritize our own well-being. Hello, and welcome to the Shiftmakers podcast, where we share the collective wisdom some of our greatest minds have to offer. I am your host, Marianne Schnall, a writer and journalist. Over the years, I've had the incredible honor of interviewing a variety of remarkable changemakers, and it is my pleasure to share some of these recordings with you for this podcast. Welcome to Shiftmakers. Our next guest's mission is to change the way we work and live, and likes to point out that simple changes can be made in order to thrive in this world. Ariana Huffington is a media trailblazer and best-selling author who co-founded Huffington Post in 2005, one of the very first aggregating news sites of its kind. She served as editor-in-chief and president of the highly successful publication, when one day in 2007, while working long, intense hours there, she collapsed at her desk from exhaustion, hitting her head and breaking her cheekbone. After this very dramatic wake-up call, she knew, both personally and collectively, that she and we needed to change the way we work and re-examine our priorities. She was inspired to found Thrive Global in 2016, a platform dedicated to, quote, ending the stress and burnout epidemic and unlocking human potential. I felt fortunate to interview Ariana in this moment during Mental Health Awareness Month as we all begin to emerge from what has been a particularly dark and stressful time. Ariana sees this as a unique opportunity to improve upon and completely reimagine the unsustainable and unhealthy ways of working that were in existence pre-COVID-19. I started the interview by asking her, what is the meaning to her of the word thrive? Thriving, as distinguished from succeeding, goes beyond the two metrics of success, the way our culture identifies it, which are money and status slash power. And the third metric of success, well-being and our health, our capacity to tap into our own wisdom and make good decisions, our capacity to wonder and enjoy the mystery of life and to give back. So these four additional aspects of thriving are missing from the mere simplified concept of succeeding the way our culture has reduced it. Going back to the Greek philosophers, they talked about a good life. And a good life, for me, is a thriving life, as opposed to a life which is only measured in terms of conventional success. Where is the first step in terms of aspiring to live a life of thriving? Well, the first step, I think, is a mindset shift. We need to change the way we look at our lives. So we actually now post-pandemic, although of course we're not out of it, but we are out of the intensity of the crisis. So at this stage, we need to grab the once in a generation opportunity to redefine productivity and redefine the way we work and live. Because we've been under the collective delusion that in order to succeed, we have to be always on to power through exhaustion. And that has led to skyrocketing chronic diseases like diabetes and hypertension. It has led to a mental health crisis. And by understanding that based on the latest science and the latest data, and of course on all ancient wisdom, 
we are much more productive, effective, happy, healthy, joyful when we prioritize our own well-being. And that starts with sleep, which is foundational, times to recharge, even if it's 60 seconds during the day that at Thrive we call 60-second resets, movement, nutrition, uh, gratitude, giving back, all these elements need to be brought in. But it starts with something foundational, which is sleep, which is not just for our bodies, but for our brain. It's May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month. And we are talking in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, which has been this unprecedented global event that has caused so many different forms of kind of mental confusion and distress for so many people. Where does one begin to manage kind of those symptoms during and after highly stressful moments at events like the, the ones that we've been living through in these sort of unprecedented times? So right now, these unprecedented times are an opportunity to prioritize our mental resilience. I don't know how you see it, but the expectation is that there is going to be a post-traumatic increase in mental health problems as we are coming out of the pandemic and we need to get ahead of it. We've launched a program with Stanford called Thriving Mind to identify the stress triggers that if left unattended become depression and anxiety. We have identified eight biotypes. Mine is rumination. You know, when you tend to go over a mistake or a problem again and again, which depletes your brain battery and leaves you more prone to anxiety or depression. Others may have a biotype of negative bias, which is a tendency to look at the future in dark terms as though everything is going to go wrong. So whatever it is, once we know it, going back to the Greeks, know thyself, it's going to be much easier to be able to address it, take micro steps to prevent it from overwhelming us. Season two of Shiftmakers was brought to you by the Shift Network. Shift offers courses, programs, and workshops to unlock your full potential through transformative education and media with like-minded allies who are called to create a better world. Visit theshiftnetwork.com to learn more about their online courses, summits, and events. You know, as has been reported, most of the job loss in 2020 and 2021 has been women both losing and leaving their jobs due to various factors related to the pandemic. And as a result, women are experiencing high anxiety, feelings of inadequacy, and more. So as we know, when these issues impact women, they also impact families and so many people that women are connected to. What do you think the long-term effects will be and what can we do about it? So I want us to be optimistic about that by taking this opportunity to use this crisis around women to change things that were not working even before the pandemic. Because the truth is that even pre-pandemic, women were carrying the majority of the mental load at home, even when they had partners who were helping, who were supportive, the mental load is the key here. So at Thrive, we've worked on a program that we call Thriving Families that creates a more equitable distribution of tasks and chores and does that based on the ownership model. 
as opposed to a can I help you dear model. Bringing basically best practice from the office to the home so that partners can divide tasks. But let's say if your partner takes lunch as a responsibility, they own it from conception to execution to completion. And that means you don't have the mental load of that. If you take birthday parties for your children, you own it from beginning to end. We actually have developed digital cards that you can share. Once a year, we recommend literally having a quick meeting, what worked, what didn't work, what we want to change, what cards do we want to shuffle. And from all the data and from all the research we've done, if we don't do something that is really rigorous like this, women will continue to carry the mental load and will continue to leave the workplace or downsize their commitment the way we have seen happening during the pandemic. How would you define sort of proper or ideal mental health? Nobody is always going to feel total mental well-being at all times just because of how life works and various stressors. So how would you define sort of an ideal sense of mental health and what do you personally do to stay mentally healthy? We're not talking about living in a perpetual state of bliss. We are talking about course correcting faster. And this is based on our belief that everybody, as every spiritual tradition and every philosopher agrees, everybody has a center of peace, wisdom, and strength in them. It's almost like our birthright. And nobody lives there all the time. But we all have the power in us to course correct quickly and move back to that center. And that's why we wrote this book that we just published on micro steps. We believe micro steps, too small to fail, are the way to return to center quickly. Uh, Let me give you an example. Stress is unavoidable. Cumulative stress is avoidable. And all we need to do is take these 60-second breaks that we have a lot of examples in the book. Whenever we are stressed, between Zooms, between meetings, and Microsoft actually just published some new research that shows very clearly that these little breaks reduce the stress better waves in our brain, make us more focused, less depleted, So everything benefits, our health, our productivity. We just need to get into the habit of ending this delusion that in order to be successful, in order to be amazing, we need to be always on. You have this amazing new podcast that is doing so well, so congratulations. And the theme of your podcast is What I've Learned, which is, of course, not just what you've discovered, but what all these other well-known figures that you admire have learned during these past very transformative 12 months. Was there any particular lesson shared with you by others that sort of stands out to you or was particularly meaningful? Yes. I loved what Dan Harris said, as he put it, embrace the cheese. And I love that because we're dealing with a lot of skeptics. And often the solutions to a lot of the problems people are facing may sound almost cheesy, like breathe, remember what you're grateful for, take a minute break but they are based on science. They are based on data. So we need to embrace the fact that they may sound basic 
and start practicing them. And that's why we call our micro steps too small to fail. And as we practice them, we develop these muscles of success. And 45% of our lives is made up of habits. So through these micro steps, we change our habits and therefore we change our lives. That was Ariana Huffington, founder and CEO of Thrive Global and host of the podcast, What I Learned. She joined us to offer inspiration on how we can all increase our mental resilience, lower stress, and improve our well-being so that we are not just surviving, but thriving. I'm your host, Marianne Schnall, and I'll be bringing you words of wisdom from shift makers who share what they discovered to make change happen, to create a positive difference in this world. Shift Makers was created by Marianne Schnall and season two was developed by Joy Donnell. Story producer and editor, Emiliano Limon. Research assistant, Angela Joshi. Some audio mixing by Timothy Dixon. For more information about this podcast or our host, Marianne Schnall, please visit marianneschnall.com.